It is day four, number 97, with the man Frank Scalish live from Shawnee, Oklahoma. First show in the new studio and first show of day four as we count down to show number 100. What's going on, Uncle Frank? How are you? I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get back into it. The countdown is on for show number 100 in just a few short days. You'll be be sitting right there. It'll be amazing. We will be talking head to head. Bass fishing, <laughs> and then we're going to get to go fishing for a little bit, which is exciting. Which is even even better. It's even better when I can go fishing. I, I'm I'm feeling a little stress. I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling a little stress as far as making sure that in our limited time on the water, I maximize your Oklahoma experience. Don't even worry about it, dude. I'm telling you, I'm I'm laid back, man. Especially if we go crappie fishing, I'm laid back. Well, you do remember when. Frankie Jr. came nightmare on the water, nightmare on the water. We had two days that were canceled (laughs) and one day where we were taking white caps over the front of the bass cat trying to catch crappie. You'll have that in fishing. You will absolutely have that. You know, I mean, I can't even complain, dude. I I went out um, twice, two days in a row last week and um, I got skunked. No. Two days in a row. I, I, especially this time of year, um, I always catch them. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a, remember when that Arctic cold snap came in? Everything, yeah. fro- everything froze here. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of rain and then everything melted. And I'm like, oh, good. Rain, melt to snow. I can go out. So I literally, I literally went out, um, last saturday and sunday and um man large water, mouth? yeah large mouth the Ponds water where was, you usually catch them yeah lakes where i usually smash them wow. and um i got to this one lake and usually it's about you have about eight foot visibility six to eight <laughs> i got out there you could see that far down Uh-oh. i said oh no and of course like a moron you know all i brought with me was my jerk baits and um i was like oh crap so i i fished in the snowstorm and um didn't catch anything next day frankie and i go out to a different lake um sight unseen didn't know what the conditions were going to be there but i brought a little more tackle with me this time and um same same thing lake was filthy muddy we caught frankie caught one 10 incher and um and that was it and i was like okay <laughs> we are uh we'll leave that story out of the best of sound clip <laughs> yeah we have to man well i mean you know I, it, it happens. Shit happens it happens you I, you know it irritates me to no end i'll tell you i know anybody that saw smallmouth crush the other day heard part of the story but uh mm-hmm. i'll tell you how bad it irritated me um I, sunday night my mother-in-law comes over for dinner as she does every Sunday. And, um, I come walking in the house carrying three rods with me and, you know, Mm -hmm. a small, a small box of tackle. And, um, Rachel goes, did you get them? Cause she knows that, you know, she'll go, did you get them? And I'll come home and go, yeah, we got 35, we got 26 pounds or whatever. And, um, (laughs) I go, no, I didn't catch anything. And, And my wife goes, again 
And I go, yeah, again, okay, again, right? So, so, so I swear to God. So I don't think much of it. The Cavs basketball game's coming on. My mother-in-law goes home. Cavs basketball game comes on. I crack open a few uh, basketball-type beverages and start watching the game. That, I, that night I go to sleep. And I have this dream, Matt. Uh-oh. I dream that I, I'm, in the, I'm in another Bassmaster Classic, and I weigh in a big bag on the first day, and I weigh in a big bag on the second day. And on the third day, I have a decent bag. I have a shot to win it, and I'm very excited. And all the crowd's there. The, the fans are there, and I'm high-fiving everybody. You know how you do in the boat and everything. I'm doing all that crap. And uh, in my excitement, I forgot to weigh in my fish. What? On the final day. So it wasn't a dream. It was a nightmare. No, it was horrifying. It was absolutely horrifying. So the, I guess the short answer to did it bother me that I didn't catch anything is absolutely. So you got caught up in the hype machine and never made it to the stage. Never weighed in this third day. Do you know Never. if you would have won in your dream? If, if you'd crossed the, the stage with him? I, I don't know. I woke up. I jumped out of bed. I literally woke up bed and it was pitch black in my room. And I went, oh my God, thank God it was a dream. <laughs> what fishery this classic was on? I don't even know the lake. You just know you were dialed. Oh, I was hammering on them, dude. Just hammering on them. <laughs> so yeah, I have problems, everybody out there. Sean says Uncle Frank could probably use a gold hook and a fish scale and catch more fish than 99% of the population. Sean, you the man, dude. <laughs> all right before we get into uh before we get into today's show uh, i think we have wait let's let's preview we've got a, a massive giveaway announcement oh it's huge we have a it's massive terrible. giveaway announcement you have a a personal announcement about your location say the one to fourth week of march are you yes. willing to you have that uh we're going to uh preview kind of what we have going on on show 100. We're going to take some viewer questions and we might get it. We not might, we will, because this is day four with Frank Scalish. Some tips, tactics, <laughs> and, and techniques ap applicable to this time of year. But before we get to all that, let's share the screen here. Because just before we took a break, because, you know, the last show was the 15th of December, yeah. the day four uh, loaded to the cork sweatshirts and T-shirt went oh, live dude. and what a, they're looking good they're looking good so we're they're, you're still waiting on yours it is out it is in the mail there but this is just the if you want your own day four hoodie uh heavy hoodie to beautiful. uncle frank specification and then a hanes beefy tee so whatever size you wear in hanes beefy tee if you want to go size bigger if it shrinks a little bit that's what you want to go with uh because this sucker will last so just on the bass zone website here go up to the shop btl tab click on the shop btl tab and there is the bass talk live apparel now i threw a couple uh new designs for btl in. you can get your btl shirt uh, a couple different hoodies the discrepancy like i said between the btl hoodies at 46 and 44 and the the day four uh hoodie is uh uncle frank wants this hoodie to survive armageddon and boat lockers and being tossed in compartments and washed yeah. and being able to fish so that's it so far very good feedback from that but those are available uh will ship uh you order it they print it 
They ship it. Everyone seems to be happy so far uh, with the apparel. And I mean, dude, look at that logo right there. There Isn't it is right sweet? there. Yeah, that is Uncle Frank <laughs> loaded to loaded. the court. So to big shout court. out to all the BTL listeners and fans who have been tagging Scalish underscore fishing and myself uh, showing off the new apparel. I just got one. Actually, I saw it, I think, this morning or last night as I was, I was headed in. It was it's fantastic. It's cool to see the... Uh, the listeners and viewers supporting what day we spend four. day four and a lot of time on. So there you go. You can also, I got some hats and stuff down there and beanies, decals. There you go. Perfect. Love it. Like I, I said, it. I will check in on your stuff again today because you're getting a little antsy over it. I'm getting, I'm getting antsy, but it'll be here. It will be here. But yeah, so, you know, I mean. It's been, there's been a lot going on, man. I mean, there's been a lot going on. Um, there, we have, the you remember they uh, launched the Pro Rogue. They brought the Pro Rogue back. Yeah, we did a, a show on it. Run. Right. So um, there's still a handful available. We're running out. We're almost out of them. But there's a handful available. Um and the only reason I brought the rogue up is because it it is kind of jerk bait season now, you know, jerk bait and flash mob season. Um, but uh, I'm actually um, gonna let a, a small cat out of a bag here. I think maybe I shouldn't, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, <laughs> it's just a small cat, a kitten. You're letting the kitten I'm, out yeah, of the bag. That I'm would letting, be a kitten out of the bag, Frank. Right, right I'm letting a kitten out. <laughs> small cat well maybe it's just a small cat um I, i'm actually <laughs> i'm actually working on new uh rogue colors um and you guys are gonna flip out when they appear um i'm they're not even painted yet they're they're in here and written down on note cards everywhere all over my house so don't start asking where they're at because they're they're not even painted yet. I'm working on them right now, uh, and I'm really excited about it because um, we're doing some really cool things with the, this new stuff. So anyway, little kitten out of the bag. They all they all have bag. gut bags. A lot of them are going to, and some of them won't. But there'll be a reason why they won't. Um, oh, you know what? Another thing. Speaking about painting lures. Uh, the, the DIY section on LureNet, the custom blanks for one week, they're everything's 25% off. All the blanks are 25%. Uh, off. I would pull that up, but I am currently on the uh, <laughs> eight small cat breeds that stay little. Just saying that is a thing. The munchkin cat, the munchkin cat, uh, <laughs> it says, quote, they might be little, but these munchkins, munchkins bring us massive joy. Ooh. Big joy in a little package. Yeah, four to nine pounds. So the munchkin cat's my favorite out of all of these small cat breeds. The munchkin? It's got no legs, dude. You want uh, you, you, want a, you want a cat that could run. Well, it's a small. You were letting the kitten out of the bag, and then you said it's a small cat. <laughs> There's your small cat right there. That is not my cat. I, would, I only want cats with legs. <laughs> if Jeffries watches any of this day four, it'll be that segment since he is a cat guy. Yes. He is a cat guy. All right. What were I was sorry. I was confused. So there are bet bundles. Well, bank there's, bundles, bank there's, bags. Yeah, we got new bank and creek bags. They're not the midget lures or the sorry, the good. 
But, uh, listen, there's a there's two reasons that I said that. I just went to. We Midget were talking wrestling. about no. We were talking about Munchkin cats, and I just went to the Chili Bowl Midget Nationals in Tulsa. The little sprint cars. Yeah. And sure, say sprint cars. Sure. Moving on. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Have you ever done that, Frank? You ever mm. been to that? I've never driven one, but I've yeah, I have, and it's crazy. It's that those guys are absolutely insane. I know nothing about racing. It was like my first real race in person. We had great seats and those, those guys are daredevils. All right. Bundles and kits. (laughs) (laughs) What did we just get canceled? We're done. (laughs) (laughs) We almost made it a hundred. Apparently, apparently I let a cougar out of the bag. (laughs) Okay. Or, or or let's know to make let's a share this stream right here. All right. New kits available for you got okay. a new rigging. It looks like you got a little wacky yeah. wacky worm deal there. Oh. And don't forget you got that discount card that could be worth up to sixty five percent off in there. Yeah, here I yeah, one yeah. I have a custom color in there. In the Bank and Creek bag? Yeah, you could scroll up you passed it or I could show I you. I have no one. idea where I am or what's going on right now. We're we're just wild and on fire right now. Okay. So yeah, I have a custom color. I did a uh, stickleback, a common stickleback, but not in its not in its spawning colors. Um, just a regular stickleback. It's in a it's in a small big O. There it is. Oh, right, right there. there. Yeah, and oh. um, it's so cool. I have one in real life right here. Mm-hmm. I actually have it. I can show oh. you. All right, here we go. I'm making you work, buddy. I You're know. working. At least everything's working in the new studio. I know. I love it. So this is sounds it. good too. I've gotten a lot of compliments on the on the audio. It's crisp. It's so here's crisp. the here's the problem, Frank. This is not a joke. I I have nothing in my headsets. Oh, you I can't have a, hear. No, I have a driver issue on my breath. So everything's brand new, right? Like, I mean, this is this is a setup because this is my job. Right. But but there's something in a driver in Windows. That I cannot, I have none of my audio or anything in my headsets. Now I can hear you, but everything else I'm going on feel. Oh, you can't hear yourself. In your right. Head. So I'm like super muffled right now. So I kind of pull the headset back like, and I'm not going to mess with it until after this show, because that gives me four days to mess things up and then figure out how to get it back. How to fix it again. Yeah. It's right been a pain on. in the butt. Anyway, let's see the sickle. Okay. Stickle back. Stickle or sickle? Stickle. Have we done a show on that? No, we didn't do a show. On I've never even back. heard of a stickleback. Well, you're good on a computer. You can knock it out right now. Common stickleback. Now, the, if they if they got bright red on them, it's their spawning colors. Um, when while Matt's looking for that, I also have another custom illustration in there. Different ways to rig a yum dinger. Where are these bait fish found? It's all streams, streams and rivers. Are you serious? Oh yeah, hundred percent. One thousand percent, one million dollars. Yeah, thousand percent. I've never seen this fish. Yeah, they're really cool. That's it. They're tiny. Um, they're only about two and a half inches long. Some might get three. They mostly dart around in the rocks and stuff. They're not really a suspending little bait fish. But uh, you you kick them up if you walk through the little tiny trout streams. You you see a lot of them run in the bank when you're walking down. Those in Creek Chub, anyway. Yeah. And then they have a chrome, uh, a deep teeny N. 
in chrome pumpkin seed, which is pretty cool. Yep. There's a lot of stuff in here. They got the they got the little Ned Craw, which is really which is really sweet. The Ned Craw is really cool on a Ned head. It's really this is a good this is a really good Bank and Creek bait right here. Jeffries a, used to be obsessed with they made a the little craw like that. He bed fishes with like those little bitty craws and then he puts the biggest hook that he can, brings it back through the nose. That's like an old Kelly Jordan trick that he learned. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got you know what? In Ohio, we used to bed fish with tiny baits like that. Mm -hmm. Always. Like always. And you'd finesse them and you'd bag them and you'd shake it and you'd finesse them and you'd bag them. And then uh, when I started fishing Bassmasters and we started going down south to, to a lot of these lakes that are big, like our lakes are tiny. So when mm -hmm. they, they get a lot of fishing pressure, um, it's almost impossible to catch them uh, on the beds. It's not impossible, but it's tough because everybody's picking on the same ones. Um, but when I went down south and started sight fishing down south you know you're you're you pull up on a five or a six pounder on a bed and i'm not i'm not throwing something that big you know what i mean i'm i'm i sight fish with a half ounce jig or a seven or a five sixteenths ounce jig and um make them eat it and then when they eat it i got them there's no monkeying around 20 pound fluoro and jam them <laughs> heck yeah you just jam them. That's 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 pretty much it. But there's a lot of stuff in that kit. Um, you know, there's a ton of stuff in there. It's they're fun to they're those little stream kits are fun because you could literally just grab it and go. Um, the other thing we got, and I don't know, should we get into it, Matt? I don't know. We've kind of been teasing them with the announcement for 20 minutes now. You want to break it up with the announcement? Well, yeah, let's bust it. Where are you going to be the January or March 24th and 25th standing next to you at the Bassmaster Classic signing autographs. Yeah, you're going to the classic. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long while, actually. Um, the last classic that I went to, um, I think Blaylock almost won it. Oh, that uh, wasn't that long ago. That was Gunnersville in 2020. Yeah, that was Gunnersville. On the there. bait that you designed. Yes. And and we had three other pros fishing it and catching fish on it, too. That was the Norman Speed End. Um, I was really happy to see that, uh, you know, really put it to the test, actually. Um, and, and to have guys fishing it in the Classic when it literally wasn't even released yet. I mean, we gave them... We gave all those guys a bunch of them. Wasn't released to the public yet. And for someone to pick it up and throw it during the classic when you've got everything on the line, that says a lot for that lure. Because I would have thrown it three times and put it down and, you know, you're fishing for the Bassmaster Classic. But it was catching them. And it was doing exactly what it was supposed to do. So that was a really exciting time for me because um, we rushed that bait to get it out in time for those guys. And then when I saw, you know, saw the footage, because I had to I had to work the, um, the the display booth. And, and so I could just watch it on the monitor. And when I saw the footage, I was like, yeah, 
this is good. <laughs> this is good. You know? Yeah. And I, and I, and I actually had some, obviously I had some because I, I, I painted all the colors. Um, first time going to the classic going to be really cool to see the, you guys the atrocious angler that's a heck of a handle that's great <laughs> that's fantastic Chuck fish see you guys in knoxville bailey and the serious angler guys all right They'll be there but yeah we'll have more details on who what when we're why we're trying to work on some stuff there but uh right. it will be your opportunity to bloviate with uncle frank in person in person <laughs> and, and, and buy some stuff and watch some fishing and hang out. Exactly. It'll be a good time. It'll be a lot really. Right. A what, lot of what else? What else was there? Um, I, I, I was off on the, the speed end. Um, so yeah. So, so after that, cause I had some, cause I, you know, I made the yeah. colors up for and everything. So there right, right around early spring ice out, I grabbed these things and went to, um, a place that I really like to fish a lot and it, it's actually, it's, it's by Lake Erie and um, started catching these Mugambo smallmouth, all Lake Erie, big honking four to six pound smallmouth on it. And um was so excited because it was just, it was so money. Right. So I call, <laughs> I call my cameraman. I'm like, Joe, we got to film this. This is crazy. It's going to be a great video. There's a, there's a lot of how to about this. Okay. With that, what I was doing, there's a lot of detail and I'm like, we got it. You got to do it. Can you do, can you film tomorrow? He goes, no, I can't tomorrow. I can do it the next day. I'm like, okay, they'll still be there. You know what I mean? They'll still be there. So that night we get like three and a half inches of rain. And it blew everything out, and I couldn't I couldn't touch a fish. The next the two days later, I couldn't touch it. So it wound up raining for like the next four days in a row, and then I missed that bite because this one bite is really really the window is like that, and I missed the window. And so we're I'm I got my fingers crossed that this year I can get it I can get that video because it's a freak show. It's just a little window of opportunity. Oh yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's reoccurring, but it's just a tiny slice of time. (laughs) So I'm hoping this year I can get it, but, um, you know, that, that's the fun part about what, what we do, because, um, you find the more you spend, the more time you spend on the water, obviously the better angler you become, but you also recognize things that happen that are, I don't want to say out of the ordinary because they're not out of the ordinary, but the time window for certain bites and certain activities is narrow. And if you're lucky enough to hit it, you can have the best fishing days on the planet, but, but it's here and gone. It's not something that you can go, Oh yeah, we could go there two weeks and do the same thing. You can't. And so that's the fun part about what we do is, is the time on the water gives us opportunities to see these things unfold. Like the first times that I've like, I I could compare steelhead fishing to that in a sense, because spring run, fall run, but the, but that's not really how it goes because the fall run, they'll run up in, you know, end of October or October all the way through the winter, they'll run up the rivers, but they'll be in there 
all winter long. And then the, the winter run, the fall run starts to go back to the main lake and then the spring run comes up. So legitimately, if you're not frozen, you got a lot of months for it. Yeah. But so that's, but it's kind of, it's now, it's, I guess, no, it's not the same. <laughs> Sean, Sean's got a question kind of along those lines. You said for bite windows, are you looking at temperature, moon phase, time of the year? Or do you look at the major and minor feeding times? Or I'll add this, is it? something that's a kind of a freak like a rain or stable weather or a warm front or a cold snap like what are you what are you looking for like let's say you can't just go out there like we were just talking but you want to take advantage of those once a year maybe once every couple year windows okay. how do you put yourself in the position to be okay. in those windows at the right time all right i'm going to give you a really cool i'm going to give you a really cool short window opportunity um, for all the guys in the spotted bass world, okay, um, after a rain, especially on the steeper canyon type lakes like uh, Smith Lake and stuff, mm -hmm. after a rain, I all I do is I run to where the water's pouring in the lake, and I fish the I fish the drains where the water's pouring in spotted bass go in there and they feed heavy because all the shad go in there to get all the plankton and stuff that's being washed down so i i run those drains those drains will only last until they're done pumping water and that's it and then you're you can't you're done it's over so that's one of those small window of opportunities another one is a migration a certain migration um, with these smallmouth on the Great Lakes, they, they make a spring migration. Um, and uh, this is the window I'm fishing for, for these smallmouths. I'm fishing this little tiny migration window. And, and, the, and the problem is sometimes it happens super early in the spring. Sometimes it happens a little later in the spring. You just got to be on the water to see when it's going down because I think it's predicated on water temperature, actually, or water flow based on, you know, winter mm -hmm. runoff. So I, I'm not 100% sure, but I know for a fact that um, Great Lakes smallmouths behave, some of them um, behave a lot like salmon and steelhead where they'll run into estuaries, run up rivers, um, to spawn i when i guided for steelhead i used to catch lake run spawners 15 miles up the rivers wow yeah and i and it was a freak it, it's a freak of nature when you're sitting there and you're you're swinging streamers to catch steelhead and, and you're catching lake erie smallmouth and they're so far upstream i mean you're you can't believe they even go that far uh, and they do Okay, this is interesting. I have a theory on this. I'd be interested to see what yours is. Uh, Clay says, I feel your pain, Frank. I've been on a flat side, small jaw bite. One day it's crazy good, and the next day, uh, and the next it's one bite. Then back to being crazy, trying to figure out exactly what makes them eat on the crazy days. I thought it was water temp, then I ruled that out. I thought they needed sun, then I ruled that out. think it's only good after a windy day blowing from the north, but I really don't know. I have a theory that I think I'm right on. What's your theory on this, Frank, on why you could be on one and bites that kind of come and go, seemingly randomly? Because I think smallmouth, they, they, they school and they move a lot. And I think when you get them on the move and they're feeding, it's a crazy day. 
Um, the areas that you fish for them and they're, they haven't moved yet or, or they, they're already gone and there's just a few residuals hanging out, but I think they roam. I noticed this a lot in my smallmouth fishing. Um, I, I could, I can have them pinned in an area. Current, current is a great, um, current moves fish a lot too. It also positions fish, but with smallmouth, um, I I've seen where I've gone out and I've, I've got them pinned down. And then two days later I go back on them and they're 50, 60 yards from where I found them or a hundred yards from where I found them. But once I find that aggregate of fish again, mm -hmm. they are active and I do catch them. Um, so I think what's happening is I think they're just roaming. You, you found, he, Clay probably found an area where they're using and they're just keep moving through this similar area. And then he comes in contact with the main school. And then that's when it's, what's your theory? Okay. Here's this is from fishing uh, grand and then even like Hartwell, but he talked about wind. Uh, and this is, yeah. you've, you've talked about this too. I think that, uh, that, and you said the key word, the C word, the current. And right. I think even on lakes that you don't have a lot of current on, it could be, uh, and we're talking kind of, I'm not really talking the small mouse stuff here, but I, I, it could be because I think current, even on the great lakes positions fish oh, uh, underwater, but I think subtle current under the water that you cannot see positions wind that yes, wind generated current positions fish and that, that bank or what you had on that area when it sets up, whether there's boulders, rocks down there, it sets up right for a specific wind direction to where those fish can ambush. And it doesn't, you don't think there's current out there, but under the water, there is current Absolutely. and it sets those fish up. So, I mean, this is where they live. So they will move based on the wind and the ambush points and all that. So it's all very subtle current. Maybe, you know, they generate typically on weekdays. Or and not on weekends. I know that's a big thing on Hartwell. So like yeah. on on bridges and shoals and points on the spotted bass, you can go out and and maul them off of this stuff on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Well, then if they don't generate on Saturday, now they're scattered, and now you're like, well, those fish weren't blown up in the middle of the lake because they're not positioned out there. So I think subtle current has a big reason on why some areas are historically productive over time, but not productive every day. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, it's a hundred percent accurate too. Lay Lake's another one. Um, if, if they're not running current on Lay Lake, it can be a really tough fishery. Um, yeah, current's everything, guys. Uh, the, Lake Norman, I fish the wind on Norman a lot. If I'm not fishing brush piles on that lake, I'm fishing wind. Uh, wind is everything. You know, the spotted bass use it. Every all, all game fish use the wind to their advantage, which is great. It's great because you have areas where you have a neck down maybe mm -hmm. when the wind's at a certain area as the as a neck down comes here. Let me explain something to you. Forget the neck down right now. Let's go to a bump. If there's a hump, you're fishing a hump, a structural bump. Right? Can we draw this? Um, we don't, yeah, we, we, I mean, we don't have a, we have not had any illustrations and we're 31 minutes. There's no illustrations in 2023. Okay. Here comes one right now. All right. Let's go. Okay, so let's say, and it's going to be a crude illustration, but it'll get it'll get the point done. Still be better than my best illustration. No, I doubt it. I, I... okay. So underwater, and what I did was I, this is very crude, guys. So just bear with me. Okay, so this is the this is the water. 
up here yep. top this surface this is the bump you're fishing whoa hey whoa this is the bump you're fishing right so let's say the wind is blowing this way so we'll say All south right? whatever way it is this way so so what's going to happen is and let me get a different color so you can see my I do think I could have done that illustration. That's the first one that I think that I could have held a candle to. <laughs> well, because I'm I'm in a I'm in a rush. I know I put you on the I'm spot. I put you on the spot, but I was in the okay. mood for an illustration, Uncle Frank. Okay, so now what's happening is and then it's gonna dissipate as it comes out here. So here this is good. So now what's happening is, okay, as the as the wind blows this way. Yep. Because because the because the the top of the hump is closer to the surface of the water, you're going to get compression in here, and the current on top of this bump is going to be faster. It's going to speed up because because you're siphoning it, you're you're siphoning it in your to the bump. So as the as the the hump comes up, water levels down, it squeezes that current into that area, then it becomes faster. So what happens on the backside of it? is you'll get an eddy forming down here and the current will start to dissipate as it goes away. So all your active feeders are going to be right here. Well, that's why points are good when it's windy. That's why you fish points when it's windy. 100%. You just did that that illustration is why points are good when it's windy. Yeah, exactly. And so and so that's what the wind does. All right. Same thing on bends. If you have a river bend or something and the wind's honking down the edge of it, where you have a bluff cave in and it creates a break, you're going to have a currents change there. And so that becomes a high percentage area. Um, on, on uh, was it Smith? It might have been Smith. I was fishing uh, bluff ends and, and cave ends. You know where that where yep. the rubble rolls into the thing, and one day the wind was blowing straight down the bluff, not into the bluff, parallel with the bluff, and every single bluff end, every single cave in, every single crack had fish on it. It was crazy. I mean, it was so predictable. It was sickening. And then when the wind died, you couldn't catch one there. One of my favorite baits. Early in the year. Actually, my first, what I would consider, solo tournament success. Solo, by myself, would have been over yeah, a long time ago. But it was on, it was a windblown bank that had rock veins coming out on it. It was April. It was, it was pre-spawn. And I caught him on a lipless. Oh, yeah, dude. Lipless is a key bait for what you just described maximizing your bites right correct if it's in the right depth range you can't beat a lipless bait um i really got turned on to lipless baits once i started leaving ohio um i've had success in ohio with them but i didn't really experience what a lipless can do until i got out of here and got on some of these big reservoirs um Gunnersville was my first experience with getting my arm broke on them because that was that was a freak show that day. Um, and I was fishing, just like you said, I was fishing. I had the wind coming down a funnel area because I was talking about a funnel before. Mm -hmm. It's where the land pinches in or two structural elements pinch in. 
Well, this happened to be a land pinch and there was a flat on the one side of it and it had deeper drains on the flat. So the flat was four to five foot, but it had eight foot drains in it. I mean, they were pristine. They were sharp. And the wind was ripping down that. And I was dragging these. I, I was actually dragging, um, dragging them on the bottom, almost like a Carolina rake, just and I'd come over these drains and oh my God, it was like manna from heaven. And then here, the next day, the wind, it wasn't doing that. It completely changed direction. And, and, and the area that I had all those fish in had zero wind. And so then my approach had to be, I had to cover water and I had to run the bait. I couldn't drag it anymore. They didn't want it drug. I was burning it back to the boat and catching them because they started the current the wind stopped current stopped the fish started to suspend and then i was burning it through them to catch them so you know you got to pay attention to this stuff but you know the cool thing um speaking about lipless baits this is really cool booyah um hard knocker one knocker just came out with a bunch of new colors and they are sick colors and um in fact, I have them here. I'm going to show them to you. Um, I, I, I'm going to show them to you out of my box because I, I have them. I have them packaged up, um, and I don't know if you'll be able to see them good enough in the packages. But um, the, now it's important. This is important because I, I because there's something coming after this. So pay attention. Um, you can go on LureNet.com and see the baits all of them individually so but here let's go through some of these so the the first bait the first color that i'm going to show you i mean it's like they had a palette of hey here's 30 ideas and someone at at LureNet just went screw it let's just do them all yeah that's exactly <laughs> well that's exactly what happened so so they're the hard knockers and the one knockers and hard knockers in quarter and one and one knockers in quarter so there's half ounce and quarter ounce so the first color this is called goldie okay i like this color i like all the colors so i'm not going to say i like this color i like that color um this thing represents a golden shiner it could represent a tilapia a bluegill whatever but this color here like like Everybody thinks gold is like Florida is the color to throw gold. And they're right. Okay. If you live in Florida, you're throwing gold. But here's the thing. The golden shiners don't just live in Florida. Okay. Any grass lake has a, a huge population of goldens. We have them up here. And when we ice fish, sometimes we catch them and they're nine inches long. So don't, you know, so understand this, that golden shiners are everywhere. Now, the other time gold is really good is in tannin colored water. For whatever reason, the gold reflects nice in the tannin water. Any grass lake ha will have tannin water because the tannin comes in the form of vegetation decay. It changes the color of the water. That's why in Florida, you got a lot of these lakes. They look like Coca-Cola colored. Um, same thing in, in, um, same thing out west like um james river yeah exactly all those all those places except the james is east but yeah, like well, you yeah. know minnesota wisconsin all those lakes like that they all have that coca-cola colored water to them um gray color 
really good hey, color. fun story fish to jackpot grass lake oklahoma with my buddy i think it was after the 15th of december so we hadn't had a show i he said hey i'm trapping them i said nice. okay i said i'm bringing two rods anything else i got to use your stuff because i mean i was in the middle of switching boats he said cool open yeah. up my lipless box and i had some gold ones that were dialed in from florida this year that i had yeah i said screw it i'll tie it on it's got good hooks i like the action of it like fourth cast of the morning lose one on it he's like oh that was a giant and i was like oh, i don't think it was we're just tickling <laughs> it out of the grass like five casts later i'm like i got another one it's not very big and i'm reeling it in and he's like dude it's a giant and i'm like no i'm, I'm like literally reeling it in and, you know i got my gloves on and stuff go to boat flip it and i'm like yeah i need help with it 686 <laughs> we used to swimming with you. He was just swimming. <laughs> gold lipless. That's gold fantastic. lipless. Gold lipless and grass in, in off colored water in the middle of Oklahoma. That's money, dude. That's money. So now here's some here's some cool stuff. If anybody's familiar with the G finish color baits, um we got a G finish brown craw. Now you gotta bear with me. I'm doing this out hey. of my uh, no, that's fine. While you're doing it, I would also like to point out if you're trying to figure out like what your bait is, obviously you can shake it. The ones with the K and the circle on it are the one knockers. If you're looking to buy them or anything or find right. them, it's the K, K circle Here. backside one knocker. Here, I'll just I'll just show you the the uh hell I can't see. All right, hold on. I got one. Don't don't end up with a triple grip in your yeah, I know, frame. and and that's the other thing. They didn't skimp on the hooks on these ones either. Okay, so it's not hard. I've only got a couple of each color. There it is. Okay, so so there's the uh, the circle with the K in it. Yep, by the tail. So if you're buying them online or anything, that's how you know. Right. So this is the one knocker. So this is one, you know, one, and then the hard knockers, a lot of BBs. Or the regular one. Right, the regular one. So since I got them both out, this is the G-Finish Brown Craw. And, and G what's finish, the G-Gloss? Okay, the G-Finish, it's like a reflective paint that you would see on a street sign at night. Okay. And it's really cool. G-Finish is really cool in the water because it it reflects so many different natural colors from the water that there's there's probably, in my opinion, the G finish is probably the most natural color because it, it reflects a lot of its surrounding colors, which is why I like the G finish. And then they got G finish red craw, which is pretty sweet. Heck yeah. Right. That's pretty sweet. So, so those are the, uh, those are the G finish red craw, G finish brown craw. And then here's, uh, I think this is, yeah, party this craw. Is party craw. Look at that. That's a nice, that's a nice bait. Do you have any of the graffiti craw? That one looks freaking cool. Yeah, I have the graffiti craw right here. What is that? That's like a, oh my gosh. Isn't that beautiful? What is that finish in the side that's like a, like peacock iridescent? Yeah, it's heat stamp. It's very, it's so, it's very subtle. This is very subtle. So anyway, and then and then there's bulletproof, which is actually chrome, gold, and brown. And this bait's good too because this yeah. this represents a lot of different 
types of bait fish. Could be bluegill, tilapia, herring. This has a lot of representation to it. But anyway, that's the six new colors. And um, very, very exciting, guys. I'm really happy about these colors. And to be honest with you, I'm so happy about it. I think what we're going to do is we're going to do a uh, contest. And I'm going to give away, or we are, me and Matt, are going to give away. That's all you. A complete set of hard knockers, one knockers, in half ounce and quarter ounce. That's 24 lures. Okay, now listen. It's 24 lures. That's $180 value. We're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna get, I'm gonna give the whole entire set away. And um, I'm gonna let. I, and here's what you gotta do. Now, don't do it now because it, it's not starting at this minute. Um, we're going to start it in a little while, but, but I'll let Matt get into the details on how yes. you're, you're going to do this. So here's the rules. Okay. Out of the six colors I showed you, and you can go on lurenet.com and go through and look at each color individually. You need to pick out my favorite color and I have one. So pick out uncle Frank's favorite color in the new hard knocker exclusives. Correct. Pick out my favorite color, and you have to, Matt. You go through the details on on what they have to do because I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure how you want to handle that. Well, that's it. It's 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 easy. You you pick out the favorite color. So I want to give people on the on the, who are listening on iTunes a chance. People who are listening to the replay a chance. Uh, and so under this show on YouTube, if you're not if to to leave a comment, it's super easy. You just have to get a, a Google deal decided to YouTube. Just subscribe. All you have to do is be subscribed to the BTL channel. And then under the show in the comment section, the replay comment section, just guess which which one of the six you think is Uncle Frank's favorite color. But this is for my enjoyment. You also have to do it. Give me your brief, most favorite Uncle Frank story from the 97 episode so far. <laughs> Oh, these poor guys. Like if you just if you just guess a color, if you just guess a color, you're not gonna get picked. It doesn't Ooh. you you, you have, have to, to guess the color and do and a then, little work. And just a little, just a brief little, it doesn't have to be paragraphs or anything, but what makes you smile? The but your best uncle uncle Frank story. Then that'll be that's from actually the, from the shows. And and cool. just post it so then you can only do it once. You can't guess all six with six different stories, one screen name, and then we'll just right. put it all in the deal. And then here's what I'm also doing. You are responsible for sending this out. Or boo uh there no, I, I have them here. I'll okay, send yeah. them. So the it's winner. you. So I will send it to yeah. you because that way they will yeah. actually get sent. Oh yeah, I will send it out. And, and don't and you can't guess now. This is in the comment in the in the YouTube comments of the replay of this right. show. BTL 97 airing on January 12th, 2023 and it will run it will until, run until we do another show. Do you want to do it one week? Well, or do you want to do you want to announce the winner on the live show in studio? Yeah, no, I want to announce, we'll announce the winner at the next show. At the next show. So it runs one week. Right. And then, because what, because what, uh, then 
because we got a ton of giveaways and stuff for the live show. Yeah. The, the live show is going to be, uh, the yeah. live show is going to be. So the 19th the you have until 12, uh, you have until we'll say 12, 1201 AM on Thursday, January 19th, your favorite yeah. hard knocker exclusive. If you want to know what the six colors are, you can go to lurenet.com. There's big banners right there. Click on it. Pick which one you think is uncle Frank's favorite. Now, I don't know. You might be able to go back and glean some of that information from the comments you made when you just showed them. Well, I tried to be as neutral as I could. Okay. On the comments. I tried to just keep everything very neutral. Um, but you also got to say, hey, you know, I, I, my my favorite was when uh, Uncle Frank told the story about rolling the, the swim jig over the grass mat and the whole grass mat went, Whoom. like you said, <laughs> like that, <laughs> boom. You're registered. You're in as long as you're uh, a subscriber to the BTL channel. And don't, don't forget about the story where I almost jumped on the alligator at uh, Santee. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. But, yeah, so the reason we're doing this, and you got to comment on the YouTube site, the, the on um, Bass Talk Live, because we have to give the um, listeners a chance to get in on the action also. Yeah. So. Non-live listeners. Love non -live, live listeners, love the live viewers, right? And, and we're gonna do, and on the hundredth episode, we're gonna do a lot. We have a lot, and don't forget too that the lure blanks are twenty five percent off on LureNet. If you're if you're painting or you want to get into painting, they're twenty five percent off. They're only gonna be twenty five percent off for a week. Also, Nate, with an interesting question that that might help some people guess this is the question is what makes it his favorite? Is it because it's a fish catcher? Is it because of the intricate paint schemes? Is it because it looks pretty? Like what are what are, what are, what are the criteria that make one of these six colors your favorite color? And you will be able to pick it out if you know me and how I think. Ooh, that's the only hint I'm giving you. If you know you and how you think. That's the only hint I can give you. Okay. Uh, back to the wind question. There was a question up here that says, uh, is there ever a time when wind hurts, Uncle Frank? Yeah, there is. On Lake Erie when it's blowing 10-footers and you can't get out. <laughs> um, no, the wind, the wind can hurt you if it muddies your area up really bad. Um, and Florida is a perfect example of that. There's a lot of times in Florida when the fish are on the grass flats. And what I noticed is we call it muddy water in Florida, but it's not really muddy water. It's the sand is mixing with the clean water and the sand is there. And the bass don't like that. Um, that the hardest fishing I ever did in my entire life um, was in dirty water in Florida. Uh, of course, the cold fronts don't help Florida at all because they're probably that's probably the one place where I've seen cold fronts actually shut it down. Um, I never knew what a cold front was living up north because our fish always eat. It's mm -hmm. like if they didn't if they if our fish quit eating during a cold front, they would never grow. Um, <laughs> they just continually. Florida is the damnedest place I've ever fished. Um, one of the first tournaments I ever fished on Okeechobee, um, we had 19 degrees one day, 20 degrees one day, 23 degrees another day. And I caught zero fish in practice, not a single bass. During the tournament, I had found some areas that I thought the bass should be at, 
the first day of the tournament, the weather started to warm, and I caught a couple nice ones. The second day, I went back there and plowed them, and I and I and, and I wound up getting a check out of that event, and actually that helped qualify me for the elites. Um, that's how long ago that was. But I learned a valuable lesson about Florida. If I'm in an area and it's got that turbid, sandy, muddy-looking water, I go look for clean stuff. There'll be clean water somewhere in that vicinity, too. You just got to find it um, because that's what grass does. It filters you know, filters everything out. But you can't fish in the dirt over there. Hard, hard to catch. Is this an old wives' tale, or do you think there's some truth to this? I've heard both ways, but like uh, tall vegetation, hydrilla, matted vegetation, things that where when you know you don't have any wind, those fish get comfortable in there. But then wind that moves stalked vegetation, bass don't like to be in that when the stuff's moving underwater. Back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. This way. Uh, so the rumor, the thing that I've heard is. It rubs against their lateral line. It changes where the holes in it are. It makes it nearly impossible for them to ambush, and they'll get to a point where there's stuff not rubbing against them when you've got stuff that's rubbing up against those fish, tules, hydrilla stalks, things like that. Or is that an old, is that BS? You got to understand something, too. Um, if you're talking about that washing machine effect, you're talking about waves crashing. You in. got a hydrilla edge that you've been catching a punching or cranking the edge. And then you right. come back the next day and there's a 15 mile an hour wind just pelting it. Right. But you got to understand something. The wind's in one direction. So most of the time the grass will lay over whichever way the wind's blowing. The grass will lay over. It'll smooth out. It's when you get that washing machine mm -hmm. effect. That's because you got rave, waves rolling in, crashing on something, backing up, coming back, and you have this whole turbid thing going on. Um, that can be a little bit problematic. But in most of the grass fishing that I've done, especially the deeper grass, the waves, the winds always go in one direction and the, the grass will lean over which way the current and the wind is pushing it. And then I then then that makes things a little more predictable, to be okay. honest with you. But it's okay. the washing machine effect is no not bueno. good. No good because it's turning everything up inside of there. It's not so much the grass is touching them. It's just turning everything up inside there. But I've, like I said, in the deeper stuff, I've not seen that washing machine effect. Only when I'm getting waves that are coming from, you know, the bounce mm -hmm. back from a bank or from a riprap wall. You know, that's so where you got to look at it. Jay Schwartz said bulkheads with grass nearby do that. Poo, re reverb off of it. So it gets it. Do, do, do. Right. Right. Uh, and I, I would like to say, um, Next Thursday, I believe we're going to do a hard knocker lipless show. Yeah, is that I, the plan? I, yeah, because what I what I want to do is I want to I want to I'm going to give you guys the easiest um, way to find high percentage areas for lipless, you know, for rattlebaits. Okay. Because I want to get into when you go with the quarter, when you go with the half, right? Why, why it, the craw patterns work on a a bait that you're a lot of the time reeling in the upper part of the water column. I want to right. get into all that. When I, when you go Chrome, I know we've done some lipless stuff, but I think we could do a, a nuance, uh, one knocker and, and booyah. Uh, yeah, because, show. because I want to, there's, 
okay, without getting into it, because right. I want to get into it in detail. There is an absolute, absolute time I'm throwing the one knocker. There is an absolute 100% given time for the one knocker that is foolproof. There is also the quarter ounce, half ounce debate, which I'm going to put an end to that myth too. Um, oh. Because because I have I have witnessed it firsthand. Um, well, ah, man, I don't want to blow this thing. No, I mean, I, dude, I, we're, we'll save it for the next. It's a, it's a tease because we're giving away the the complete set, twenty four right. hours, hundred eighty dollar value uh, to yeah. YouTube YouTube comment comment which are the the six new Booyah one knocker colors you think is uncle frank's favorite and include just because i like to read the comments and i just don't want a bunch of comments that just say the same thing it's for my right <laughs> for my entertainment purposes only um which and, could lead to another contest yep yeah, and we will uh we'll pick that winner uh uncle frank will pick that winner uh next week yeah and i'll send you the baits um personally and so you will get them in a very timely fashion. Um, I would rather, I have them here. And so I'm going to take care of that. And then I don't have to rely on um, anybody else to ship it out. I can just do it and it'll be, it'll get to you guys. But uh, yeah, I have, I'm going to actually, in the, in the next episode, I'm going to actually give you like actual tournament experiences with rattle baits because the joke there's a joke amongst my closest peers okay because they hardly ever see me throw a rattle bait and so there's a joke that i don't fish them and that's funny because i that's do it's, the actual joke that is the actual joke but the reality is is i do fish them and i do fish them in very specific circumstances and catch a lot of fish on them so <laughs> i mean let's be honest in the in the soft plastic world the the bait with the most pushback that if if you're gonna throw a soft plastic bait and get made fun of uh, uh, this is no debate it is the carolina rig yeah i know you're a big fan of it frankie as there is but if there is one where it's like <laughs> you know like if you're if you're gonna have it's the carolina rig in the it's heart the, is yeah. it not yeah it is okay uh, it's it's so misunderstood by these we're not getting into that i was just saying that's a comparison <laughs> that's the carolina rig in the it's hard so, bait world in the hard bait so world in the snobs and and take the rayburn deal out of the equation with the red round trap where you're having to feather the one knocker whatever you're throwing yeah and stuff just in general the bait that makes gets made though oh that's just a casted crank that if you're taking someone <sighs> right. fishing who doesn't know what the heck's going on you're tying them on a, a lipless I'm tying them on a Ned rig or a whack. I'm just rig. saying, would you not agree though that the, that, <laughs> yeah. that in the general world, the hard bait to lipless is as the Carolina rig is to soft baits, but both well, very effective. Yeah. I'm going to just say like, yeah, the, I mean the, the talk about the town on the lipless baits is, oh, you just chuck it and wind it. Yeah. But I'm going to show you a bunch of techniques, how to fish this thing that will surprise a lot of you. Okay. Also, next week. Next week's going to be a fun show. It is. And then the uh, – so we're actually going to have uh, three shows in the – yeah, 97, 98, 90 – what is this, 97? We're going to have three shows in the next two weeks because this is uh, – we'll, we'll announce it here. We are going to every two months moving forward in 2023 – 
we are going to do a day four after dark <laughs> after dark an evening day four to where uh if you want to interact ask uncle frank questions uh it's going to be the same day four but instead of of in the morning it's going to be in the evening and then you will have if you listen to it in your commute, then you'll be able to listen to the day four on Friday, but it's only six shows, but it just, there's a whole nother audience of people that are like, dude, I want to ask uncle Frank questions, but I can't mm -hmm. watch it at work without getting fired. Right. And so we're going to do this. Um, That's a great idea, Kirk. Right. Night four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> So there will be six night four episodes throughout the year. Yeah. So that is that is why when we came back, this is the first one. We will have our first night four episode. Uh, we'll announce it. Yeah. We'll announce it at the Leading up to it. So then the 26th will be the 100th show. Right. Because um, it just to give guys different opportunities to, to um, interact, basically. Nate's at the gym. <laughs> Good exercising job. is body and mind. That's the only way to go, man. <laughs> Day four, while we're on the, the hundred show, this is a, is this confirmed? Limited run of. It is confirmed. It is a go. So is this all that are available at this point in time? This will be the one chance to get it. Yes. Okay. Hundredth episode. So after the uh, after the show is over on the hundredth episode, well, actually, actually, what I will give you on the hundredth episode, I will tell you when they're available. Oh, okay. Is it going to be within reasonable time after the hundredth episode? It's going to be right during it. We well, can't do it because everyone will leave and then go order. It'll be after it. <laughs> i'm just saying we've done this before and i could see how many people are watching and jeffries has done it where he's like go to so-and-so and register and all and of then, all, and then like, all the live audience like goes four <laughs> live people now and we're like well, we just literally just ran our entire audience off all right so We'll get you the details on when it's going to actually be. Like available. in a perfect world, you have someone in LureNet land that has yeah. the page built and everything. And then it's yes. like, this has been the 100th episode of day four. We'll see you guys next week. We're headed to the lake and click live. Yes. So this is it. This is the day, the day four yeah. color. Money. Color number seven. Okay. This is number eight. I've got number eight. You've got number seven. Mark has yeah. one and two. Correct. And I had to get, I had to take care of uh, some people at the big house with the other numbers. But can you say, can you say how many there are? I'm not saying anything yet. Okay. I'm here. What is your prediction on how long they'll last is my question. Cause I mean, this has got to be the longest tease for a spook color in the history of bass fishing. Well, here let's, let's, first of all, let's, let me just say this. Okay. That color right there was a pain in the rear to paint because of a lot of the finishes and the overlays of pearls that I put on that. 
Um, it took us a while because nothing was coming down the pipe unless it was exactly like the original. So these baits are exactly like the original. So I have to I have to preface this time delay by saying that I I wanted everything to be exact. So it is exact duplicate. Which is, it's got the sparkles, the sparkles on the top. That's a, it, I'm sorry that that's a rookie terminology. What is that called? <laughs> it has metal flake. There you go. It has metal flake. It has pearls. It has several different colors of pearls. Um, has the hot orange uh, herringbone pattern. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you're blinding us. Man. Yeah, I can't do that. That's a horrible idea. That's sorry. Okay. I was trying to show through it to say it's, you know, it's fairly semi-translucent, but it's not translucent, but it's got, it has a lot of cool. You'll see it. All I'm going to say is you'll see it. And it's exactly like my actually, cause this is well thing. over a year. Cause this one you painted on 12, 22, 21, Correct. which would have been a couple months after the infamous, my favorite color is seven story. <laughs> I can't believe so we're you a year, we're a year that. and a half in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like I said, it had to be exact and it is exact. Um, I actually got to sam some samples in and there it's on the money. So I'm really happy about that. So that'll be Gosh, we're, all this we're, stuff we're, is happening. I'm so happy this is happening. You're actually coming in studio. We're actually going to get oh, to yeah. fish. We actually have color seven coming out. I know it took it took a long time, but here, look, I'm t I'm telling you know why you. all this is happening though is because of people listen and interact. It's been a heck of a day for right. A it's the it's the fan base that keeps everything alive, guys. It's you guys out there that keeps all this moving because without you, there's nothing. Um, so you know, you started. You had like the other day. I was listening to the show while I was working out. I was listening to the show and. Um, you had uh, Fred Kentawi? Yeah. C-O-N-T-A-O-I. Fred Kentawi, yes. Yeah, okay. So here's the funniest thing ever. So, I, so okay, so I'm listening to this guy and his world travels, and, and I'm digging it because, like, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of like the ballsy fishing thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, like on the edge of North Korea, that type of thing. Right, right. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of intriguing to, to go to say, "Hey, I'm going to go catch something," and it could be the last fish I ever catch in my life. You know what I mean? There's something mm -hmm. about that. So, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've traveled all over the country fishing, but I very rarely have been out of the country except for Canada. Um, I very rarely have been out of the country fishing and, um, you know, like he was telling these stories and I'm just, I'm, I can only imagine what he did, the stories he did not disclose. Okay. For lack of a better word. So when I, when I was in the elites, the first year in the elites, they, we had to go to California and like a moron, I didn't go. Um, I said, no, I'm not, I'm not driving to California and took myself right out of the elites for the next year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so the next year I requalified, they were going back to California. So I'm like, I am going to California. So I, we have, we had tournaments in Alabama and we worked our way towards Texas and then California. 
And so I had five, five days, six days in between that California event. And so I took a path less traveled to get there because I wanted to see things. So I drove through the desert. I, I like was off the beaten trail going to California because I had time to kill and I wanted to see stuff. So my plan was, my plan was I'm going to drive through the desert. I'm going to get out of my vehicle and I'm going to go look for things. I'm going to explore. Okay. So I'm, I'm going through the desert, go, go through Texas, go into the desert. And I'm literally driving right in the middle of the desert. And I hear some weird noises happening in my truck. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Oh, it's just whatever. I, cause I'm not a mechanic, so I don't know. Um, I thought your brother anyway. was a mechanic. Oh yeah. My brother's everything, but you didn't everything pick up automotive. On, that, on that auto gene. No, okay, dude. Just like he didn't pick up on the fishing gene. I got you. All right. Sorry. Continue. It just surprised me. Well, it surprised me too. So anyway, so, um, the, the, the noises and the problems started getting louder and more apparent that there's, that there's a, a big, a big issue. Okay. So rather than stop and look for arrowheads or whatever I want to do in the desert. I figure I better get through this thing because there is nothing around me. There's nothing. And I didn't take the normal way to get to from where we were to get to California. So I finally get through the desert. I get to an area where I can get on the freeway. And lo and behold, I had ground my wheel bearings, my front wheel bearings from the sand and all the dust and my front wheels are doing all this nonsense. So I'm like, I don't have a clue where I'm at. I don't know how I'm going to get this fixed and absolutely no kidding. I'm going to get on to get onto the freeway. And in the distance, I see a car dealership. So I go to it and they're laughing their asses off. I'm like, what? They go, your, your wheels are like going to fall off the car. You know what I mean? Your bearings are gone. And um, so I had the bearings replaced and everything else when I was there. And it cost me another day because they couldn't do it in the same day. So I had to get a hotel room and stay and wait wow. for the wheel bearings. Yeah. And, and it was cra it was crazy. I mean, it was crazy because because if I had really finished the, the road trip that I wanted to finish, I would have never made it out of the desert. Um, there's no way you'd still be there. I'd still be, I'd be the skeleton with the fishing rod in the middle of the sand, um, <laughs> waiting for the tide to come in. But yeah, so it was, it was crazy. And then, uh, so that was one of the things that he was telling a story and that was one of the things that he reminded me of. But then he said something else that I, I literally, I literally almost choked to death laughing. He said, um, and I'm not, I can't quote him exactly. Cause I was working out it and I wasn't paying. I was like, are we attention. talking aerobic stuff? Or are we talking like weight belt, like chest, like, like bench press? Are we talking, are you working on the pythons? Are we doing squats? What are we no, doing? I do, I do. I do ever, I do everything. I, I ride six miles on a stationary and then I, I work out, but I, cause I hurt my back a while ago. I can only use machines. Okay. I, I can't do dead weight. Okay. Um, so anyway, so the long and short of it is he said, um, 
and anyone who listened will understand where I'm going, but I'm not 100%. I can't quote them verbatim. Something to the effect that some of the best, some of the, the anglers that did the best were the anglers that traveled with their families. And he said something like um, they were just more harmonious. They were, they were calmer and all, the whole nine yard. Oh, whoa. Okay. Well, here's, here's the real story. Okay. I never traveled with my family to the tournaments because I didn't know if I was going to fish until nine o'clock at night. I didn't know, you know, if I was going to have to, because a lot of times I, I would actually look for structural elements in the dark because the it was legal then. Yeah, because the competitors weren't on the water. So, you know, I would go stay out after dark and idle around looking for structural elements that might have been closer to the main, you know, areas than I want to fish. So anyway, so, so we're, we're going to, so here we go. We're off. The elites are off. We're going to Oneida and Champlain. And my wife says, it would be really great if we did a family vacation and we all came with you. And I said, well, would it be, you know what I mean? Would it be really great? Cause, cause I don't think it's going to be really great because now I have to make accommodations for a handful of kids and my wife and my budget is, I budgeted everything out. Okay. So now we're going to, we're going to fast forward a little bit. So Bass, I think back then was still owned by ESPN and they had predictions. They did predictions and they said, who do you think could win Oneida and Champlain? And they said, well, Scalish. So they, they make this prediction and now I got my whole family coming with me. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have to understand something when I, when I go down to practice, I'm, I'm on the water at dark and I don't get off the water until dark. That's just how I did it because they cut our time frame down. So we really only had like two and a half days of practice. So they cut the time frame down. So I had to maximize every minute of it. But now I got my kids and my wife and everybody's down there. So I have to remake all my reservations um, at Oneida, I got kind of screwed. I had to make two, get two hotel rooms, throw the kids in one and my wife and myself in the other one because we couldn't get a cabin that late in the game. Okay. So, so, and you, and all you guys know how it is when you travel. So my kids were younger. Frankie was fishable. He was, I forget how old he was at the time, but he could fish. I mean, he could flat out mm -hmm. fish with me. So he was not going to be a problem and Rach could take care of the little ones. So I said, okay, that could work. Frankie could come with me. The kids could do with you and okay, we'll, we'll be good. So. Cause you could also have a family member practice with you at the time. Correct. Thanks Matt for being the rule uh, generator. So anyway, so, so, so we, we get to Oneida and you, and you all who travel and Matt, you'll appreciate this even more because you, you run the circuit, but you got to picture this. All the pros are coming in from somewhere else. Okay. So they could have been from one event to this event and they have to get there, get unloaded, get ready for these two smallmouth fests. Okay. So 
we pull into the hotel, which I called the Taj Mahal because it was like more like the Bates Motel. So we pull into this hotel and all the pros are whipping in and my kids are excited to see the pros. I mean, I'll be honest with you. They, they know, they knew of all the guys because of my lifestyle, everything. So they're running from the guy pulls in, Stephen Browning pulls in, Ike Anelli pulls in, and my kids are, they're not even backing into the spot yet. And my kids are waiting there, you know, for them to get out of the trucks. So I'm like, guys, guys, right and center. Now I said, leave these dudes alone. Don't even mess with them because they got stuff to do. Anyhow, get out on Oneida. I got Frankie with me and I'm going down this grass edge with these boulder piles on the onset of them. And I'm flipping this jig around and I got one. So I, I shake it off and I keep on motoring. Next thing I know, I hear, there he is, dad. Mm, and Frankie's loaded up and the big small mouse jumping out of the water, jumping. I said, dude, don't, don't, do not hook these fish. Okay, I, I you do not hook these fish. So, uh, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was an accident. I go, okay, don't do it again. I won't, Dad. I won't. I go down a little. I got another one. He's running with it. I, I get him off. I reel in. I go to make another cast, and I hear another smallmouth jumping out of the water. I'm like, no, dude, no, you can't. So I go like this. I get another one and I shake it off and out of the corner of my eye, I'm looking behind me so I could see him, what he's doing. And he's like this. Boom. And just I, I just mash it on him. I like, he reels that fish in. I go, come here, man. Let me see your jig. He gives me the jig and I cut the hook off of it. I go here. Now you can fish the rest of the day. Any, any, at any rate. Okay. At any rate. I t I t I'm off the water early, like at 3.30, get back to do, you know, dinner and all the family stuff. And I'm, I'm cutting hours out of my practice time. To totally tanked Oneida. Totally tanked it. Like, wasn't even in the ballpark. Okay? So we leave there. We go to Champlain, and I'm a mess. Because we had to take two vehicles also. And, and I, when I go from tournament to, to lake to lake, I'm not wasting time. I'm not stopping unless I need fuel and I'm going. Okay. These trips are adding an extra hour plus on my time because everybody's got to stop to go to the bathroom. Who's hungry? Who's this? Who's that? Anyway, we get to Champlain and it's exactly like Oneida. I completely tank it and I got, we got home. I said, I love you guys, but you're never coming with me again. <laughs> and that was it. So when Fred was saying how these guys, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, uh -uh, not me. <laughs> That's funny. It was great, dude. That is some good stuff. I want to see where you finished to those two. Oh, it was horrid. They were the worst finishes ever. I could just imagine your blood pressure. Oh, yeah. I needed freaking beta blockers in a 12-pack. 
Oh my gosh, that's freaking great. Yeah, because I think like Champlain, it would be the worst finish I had uh, other than seventh, eighth and above. Okay, well, you did take, I guess you didn't take him. You finished 70th at Oneida. That's a tankage, dude. And you finished 53rd at Champlain, which was not, that was not up to snuff for those two fisheries. No, no. Zero, zero dollars earned the entire trip. Yeah, oh, zero earned and double the cash And you missed the, you missed the check at Champlain by like an ounce. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, dude. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's where the reality show needed to be right there. Oh, yeah. So so at Champlain, okay, I knew I was this close to dialing in on something. So the next day, we didn't leave the next day. I told Rach, we're staying one more day. I got to go out and figure this out because I made a mistake and I got to see where it was. And so, and it was a horrendous wind day that day. And I told Frankie, get in the boat. We're going. I got a hunch. And then I went out and, and crashed them. And I was like, damn it. I knew it. You know what I mean? It's just my head was all over the place and I wasn't funneling in. I was close. I was real close, but I wasn't, the pieces of the puzzle were hard to get because there's too much outside information going on in my world at the time. But yeah, <laughs> that's the worst finish I had on Champlain ever. That's a good <laughs> story. That's a good story. What else you got before we wrap up BTL day four? Number I'm, I'm excited for the hundredth episode. I'm I'm excited for all the all the games we got going on on that hundredth episode. We're gonna it's gonna be fun. Um, remember, guys, the uh, go to the LureNet, look at the hard knockers, one knockers, um, and and win this hundred eighty dollars worth of rattle baits. I'll, I'll put a description in the YouTube deal as to what everyone has to do. Um, Perfect. In order to in order to be. Uh, to be entered and we will have we will have a winner by thursday yeah on the show on thursday that works for you your audio just cut out my audio went out oh no you're back it did for a second you're good now oh strange it was weird very that was a good show frank it was fun i learned some stuff about the wind throw that illustration up one more time before we did I don't you, know where I did you, crumb, did you crumble it up? <laughs> it's not it's not a real it illustration. Is good though. Look at that. There's your hump. There's the direction of the wind. There's the turbidity of the water that is compressing. The wind is compressing the water over the hump, which is creating a dead space behind it, which the fish are using as an ambush point. Any point, boulder, uh, pinch point, anything has this, and that is how you up your percentages. In and that's what it looks like under the water. As crude of an illustration as I could. That was fantastic. Make. Next week, <laughs> next week, Booyah one knockers, quarter ounce, half ounce. I'm going to ask you about the three quarter ounce. I don't even know if they make the three quarter ounce anymore, but I know a bunch of guys in Oklahoma who still throw the three quarter ounce locations, colors. It's a, it's a full on Booyah one knocker show yeah. and a, a, a rattle bait show next week. It'll be good. It'll be very informative. You're going to be able to pick areas out like that when we're yeah. done with it. Hey, uh, I don't ask this very often. It is a new year. Uh, if you aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, make a Google account. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. That directly helps. I mean, that direct number of subscribers goes to the man who pays Frank's bills, who sponsors BTL. Like They see that stuff. Comment, like, share, all that good stuff. Uh, greatly appreciate it. 
And I am ready for January 26th. Me too. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. This has been another edition of BTL Day 4 with the man Frank Scalish. We'll see everybody next week. Adios.